this person wants more, right? They don't know that they want more, but I can see they're wanting more, but they don't know how to ask. And I was like, is this something that I can help you with? of Alabama's Colorado's College of Business, It's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens, and on the show today, Jamal Robertson. Jamal is a graduate from the University of Alabama and has come back to campus to engage as an alumni. He currently works at Microsoft and talks about his experience not only in school, but also living life as a graduate of Alabama. Thank you for joining us today, Jamal. Hey, thanks for having me. Anyway, you're graduating class of 96, correct? Correct. So what brings you back to campus nowadays? Well, you know, I haven't set foot on um, my um, University of Alabama's campus since uh, 1998. And I'm back here because, well, obviously I love the university. Um, I bleed crimson and white. But, you know, I work at Microsoft now. And I see that there's an opportunity from a partnership standpoint between uh, Microsoft and the University of Alabama. I've had the opportunity over the last few months to start to re-engage with some individuals here on campus. And the opportunity came up to uh, create this mentoring program. And you know, we had the LSU game and I looked at the dates and I'm like, that's the game I wanna go to. Uh, so it worked out perfectly and so now I'm here. And luckily, Alabama did come away with a win, which scared us all. I got a little bit of anxiety during that game, but hopefully your presence blessed us with a win. Well, you know, I was talking to my friend who came down with me, and, you know, we were here in 92-93, and, you know, we won a national championship, but a lot of those games were super close. So for us, it was like, felt like old hat, um, but I didn't come for that, right? I came because I was expecting a blowout, but hey, a win is a win, right? Uh, that's definitely for sure, although we definitely want a little more uh, safety in our wins in the future. Talking about coming from Alabama, ending up in Microsoft, could you talk about your journey in the past 25 years and how you ended up working at Microsoft? You know, my journey was, um, as I was telling some students yes, yesterday, it was kind of arduous, right? You, you think that you're going to be on one path, but life deals you different cards than maybe you had expected to, to have at your disposal. And, you know, I started in Birmingham uh, for another company, and then had the opportunity with dot-coms to move out to Seattle, Washington, um, sight unseen. And it was kind of crazy. But when I think about how I got to Alabama, it was pretty much sight unseen. I had applied at Georgia, because I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and all of my friends were going there. And I really thought like, is this what I want my legacy to be that I'm just following other people? And I applied at a couple of other SEC schools. But when I applied here and got in, it was like, let's do this. One of my mom's really close friends had attended Alabama forever ago. So it was an opportunity for, to try something new, still close to home, only about two hours and 45 minutes door to door, right? So I can go home when I need to to get some laundry done or to get exactly. some good eating. Some home cooked food, that's always a plus. Exactly. Uh, but then it was, you know, it was a new opportunity for me. And so same thing with Microsoft. Um, you know, I had hoped that would be an opportunity for me, but it wasn't there yet, right? I don't think I had matured to where I needed to be to be at that type of company. 
Um, so I worked for some startups. I worked for some shutdowns, right? Some companies that aren't, aren't there anymore. Um, and then I got into uh, banking recruiting um, where, you know, I'm out there finding business bankers and things of that nature. And I really figured out what type of skills I had in the recruiting industry. And it kind of propelled me to where I am today. Recruiting as a job is not really taught in college as a whole. And correct me if I'm wrong, but your degree is actually in English, correct? Correct. You know, it's um, it's one of those things where now it's a little bit more that way, right? But back in the day when I was in school, you had no idea. I fell into recruiting. All of us did. Now I'm talking to individuals. I literally did a few interviews um, last week. And we hired a couple of the people and they had like getting their masters in, you know, human resources and things of that nature with with a discipline or, you know, a focus on recruiting where when I was coming up, my roommate at the time threw my name in as, a, as an extra like, hey, if you know anybody and he threw my name down and the company called me and said, hey, do you want to be a recruiter? And I was like, what's a recruiter, you know? And so people chuckle when I say that, but it's true because, you know, it's one of those things that you don't think about. Because when I was growing up, you always thought about like a recruiter being like military and military only. Right. And obviously going to school at Alabama, what's been the one thing that's really stuck with you? What was your experience like going to school at Alabama during the time you did? And do you remember any big things that stuck with you up to this point? Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I'm, I've been getting emotional a lot when I think about it, because when you've been away from something for 25 years that you loved, right, and you get a lot of nostalgia hits, um, I always thought, and I tell my kids and my, and my wife um, how beautiful the campus was back then. Uh, and then you come back and you see, whoa, it has changed significantly to the point where I didn't recognize where I was walking, where I was driving. And I knew this town like the back of my hand. Uh, I got teared up a couple times. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but, you know, it's like, you know, those home improvement shows where you see people like they get their home renovated and they've never seen it the entire time. That's how it kind of felt to me. Okay. It felt like, like, wow, this is truly beautiful. Um, not just in my mind, but actually from a, from a visual standpoint, architecture is, I mean, outstanding. And so to be back here is, you know, really amazing. You know, so for me, you know, what I took away and what I've taken away is this is where I grew up, right? You know, I, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and from four years old till 17, I was there. But when you're in high school, those experiences are way different than the, the, the experiences that you have when you're starting to become an adult. So I grew up for good or bad here, right? I've had things that were great. I had things that I had to learn from. And being here during that time, you know, I always look upon those moments fondly. And to be able to come back knowing that now I can give back to the university that helped make me a man. Um, is is an exciting time. And talking about your reason for being back on campus is actually sort of a uh, two parts. One, obviously coming back for a football game because who doesn't want to do that? Of course. And the other one is actually more of a initiative, uh, a new idea that you had with another alum, correct? 
Correct. Um, this person is in graduate school. Um, that were that was kind of my muse, if you will. Uh, but yes, I have an alum with me that I think you're going to be hearing from later. And you know, we. So it, it's really interesting. Living because I moved to Seattle in 2001, and I just assumed that no person from Alabama is going to go to Seattle. Um, and so I never really saw anyone, you know, here I walk around, everybody's got Alabama gear, everybody's saying Roll Tide. Occasionally, I'll see people with Alabama gear and I say Roll Tide and they look at me, I'm like, okay, somebody gave that to you. Uh, so, you know, it was really funny because Connie Chambers, um, we connected on LinkedIn and because she and I connected on LinkedIn, um, I was able to get connected with a individual in graduate school. Um, and because of that, I was a part of just a virtual conference where we were kind of talking to Alabama students about what we do and how we do it and who we do it for. And so Kendall, who you're going to be talking with later, um, and I kind of just, we're both Alabama alum, right? And she's in Dallas, Texas, and I'm in Seattle, Washington, but we both work for Microsoft. We virtually met just a month and a half ago. And, you know, I've been talking with Connie quite a bit over the last few, I would probably say the last two months, just about the opportunity of, of this, this program. So it's a mentoring program, but it, it happened organically. One of her students had reached out to me on LinkedIn and I get thousands of LinkedIn requests, thousands of LinkedIn messages wanting to know more about Microsoft, how do I get a job here? And, you know, I try to reply to as many as I can, but I've got to be selective because otherwise that will be a full-time job. But this one individual had reached out and said, hey, I just want some help, right? She wasn't reaching out saying, can you get me a job? She just wanted me to point her in the right direction. And I saw it and I was like, oh, she went to Alabama. You know what? I'm just going to respond. And, you know, she was like, hey, can I get 30 minutes on your calendar just to see how you can help me? And I was like, sure, find time. And then we talked over the phone. And, you know, I was like, this person wants more, right? They don't know that they want more, but I can see they're wanting more, but they don't know how to ask. And I was like, is this something that I can help you with? She was like, yeah, I would need help with things like all different kinds of stuff. What? Because I don't think she really knew what the response should be. And it kind of came down after the conversation of like, there's an opportunity for me to give back by mentoring you if you're open to it. And she just jumped at it. And, you know, it was one of those things where like after one or two sessions, I reached back out to Connie and said, hey, I've, I've been talking with this individual. Um, I think this is something that can become bigger than just one off. Uh, you know, my charter as an employee of Microsoft is to, you know, do a lot of things to help, right? Not just do my job, but they're the aspects of my job that, in, that are outside of my day-to-day -day just filling roles as a recruiter. Um, and from a volunteer standpoint and a caring for the university standpoint, all of those things kind of came together. And so I'm sitting down with Connie and I'm really outlining for her what I thought my vision would be of a program that helps Alabama alum that are at Microsoft really be able to give back to the university that they love. 
because there are a lot of students that just don't have an outline of what their future should look like. And it really made me think about who I could have been a lot sooner in my career if I'd had someone put their arm around me and say, do this, don't do that, or go here, don't go there. You know, and those are the things people think about, but what they don't think about is sometimes you need somebody just to listen to you. Sometimes you need someone that is going to give you sound advice. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's just their parents. And I had great parents, but my parents weren't focused on what I was doing. They were focused on what they thought I should do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if, if I had someone that was my age now, right, when I was in my teens and early 20s to say, okay, you made this mistake, but what are you going to do about it? Right. Not as a scolding parent, you got to better fix this and get it straight. More as a nurturing, like, hey, we all mess up or this is something different you should be doing, or maybe it's this is the kind of class that you should take, or because you took that class, what do you want to get out of it? Mm -hmm. um, and as a mature adult now, that's the guidance that I can offer individuals. And there's so many of us at Microsoft that are alum from Alabama that care about each other, right? Mm -hmm. And then we know that we can give back to the university that we love. And so that's kind of where this was born from. So you're almost wanting to create a, a cycle. And this is not only a vision for Microsoft, but also for other companies to come back to Alabama and to help coach current students into the future. And hopefully they do the same thing when they get into your position, for example. Exactly. So, you know, initially this is a pilot program, right? So it's the University of Alabama and Microsoft. But my ultimate goal is to have spinoffs, right? Where it's exactly what you were saying where each university and Microsoft has a relationship with from a mentoring perspective. But then the University of Alabama has a spinoff to where now they can go to other um, corporations, local and global, um, as well as you know just national, and take the playbook that we've created and basically say, here's our representative, this is what this individual can do, and it becomes more of a plug and play situation. Creating a framework takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. And like you said, it's not your initial job. Your job is recruiting for Microsoft. So what really drove you to want to give back in this significant way? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, COVID was a hard time for a lot of people. Um, it was hard for my family. Um, it was hard for a lot of families. But I think one of the things that positively came out of COVID is that it kind of allowed people to reset who they are. And it allowed them the opportunity to actually take a moment and think like, what do I want to do with my life? What do I want my legacy to be? And I know that those sound like really big things, but you know, we only have a, a finite amount of time on this earth. And if we have the opportunity to do some good, right, to cover up a lot of the bad that's happened, uh, to be able to make an impact on other people, why wouldn't we? And I think that for me is what drives me. It what get, it's what gives me um, energy and to be able to make a difference. And it's something that I can do. There are some things I can't do. Like I can't save all the whales. I can't save all the kittens. I can't get all of the plastic bottles out of the ocean. Yeah, I can do my part, but it takes all of us to be able to do that. But this is something that 
I can do. I can put my arms around partnering with other people. Of course, I can't do it by myself, but I can be the engine that helps get this started. Will I be doing this five or 10 years from now? Who knows? But my hope is that I can kind of get it jump started, kind of be an advisor, kind of help out, and then be able to look back and say, hey, I have my fingerprints all over that. And it's a really good uh, program that uh, succeeds. Obviously, you're wanting to connect with college-age students, people who are still in college, this mentoring program. But when you look back, what would uh, be one big piece of advice you would give someone, let's say in my position, a current student looking towards the future? What's something you would really tell them to be aware of? Yeah, I mentioned this to some students the other day. That's an excellent question. Um, I think oftentimes we think about must-dos versus want-to-dos. And what I mean by that is we all have passion around something. Jobs are going to come and go. I've had quite a few in my career. Jobs are going to come and go. But if you align yourself with the things that you're passionate about, don't get me wrong, you got to put food on the table, right? And so, you know, if no, nobody has a passion about being a truck driver necessarily or, you know, a garbage man, but we need those jobs. But if you can align yourself with companies that you believe in, even if you if that is something that you're doing, that's a noble profession, right? We need those individuals. Instead of just picking the job that pays you a dollar more if you can, pick the job in that same industry that aligns with your vision and your own personal vision and values. Because then you feel good about what you're doing more than you feel like, okay, I'm doing this because I have to. And talking about your own experience, if you could talk to your past self, what would be one piece of advice you would give yourself? Uh, party less. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, you know, I would I would look at myself and say, there is a lot of opportunity out there for you that you don't even know exists yet. Um, take a moment, take a breath, focus on um, the bigger picture and not the moments that are right in front of you. You know, I have two children, uh, 16 and 14, and they, just like I was, you know, they get caught up just like all of us do in what happened today, what happened yesterday, and potentially what's literally going to happen tomorrow. And that's the extent of the vision that we have as individuals. We, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but the reality is, if you actually put it in perspective of like, this is just now, tomorrow is going to be a lot better. And when I say tomorrow, I mean the future. Um, the opportunity is going to be better for you. Don't spend so much of your energy focused on the fact that something went right today or didn't go right today. You know, think about like what long-term success can look like. And, you know, if you do that, you're setting yourself up at least to understand that the hurt that you're feeling right now isn't going to last forever, no matter what it is. And if you can do that and you can offer yourself that perspective, then the successes can be really good. Um, the failures can be really small. Uh, and so that's what I think I would say. You talk about a lot of perspective being a big part of like the advice you just gave. But coming back to campus, since you graduated, What's one of the greatest memories that's going to stick with you from your time at Alabama? Greatest memories now or greatest memories of when I was here? Let's do both. <sighs> wow. Um, 
I love sports. And so, you know, a lot of the people that I spent time with were revolved around that. Um, that shaped who I am. I'm an extremely competitive person. Uh, my dad and I always uh, joke around that, you know, I, I love winning, but I hate losing. And for me, um, losing hurts more than winning is enjoyable. Winning is almost like a release, right? Where losing is the, the complete opposite. It's just, you just, I, I never forget a loss. You know, I can forget wins, but I never forget a loss. And so um, I would say here, there were a lot of wins, but there were some losses too, you know, personally, right? And so those are the things that the people that I spent my time with, um, the, the joys that we had, um, I played, you know, intramural sports. And so I, I, I remember fondly the people that I spent my time with because they were my family here, right? And so, you know, that would be the things that, that I think about being on campus, going over to the rec center, seeing the flag football field, seeing, you know, they doubled the softball fields and, you know, the games we played inside the rec center. There was only carpet in the rec center then to go in there the other day and see that there's actually wood and that place is amazing now. Like <laughs> a lot of blown ACLs that we didn't even know we had um, back in the day. But um, and but for for now, um, it's, you know, Tuscaloosa is a place that I love to be. Um, you know, I don't know if I could ever live here again, but I love coming to visit. Um, it always makes me feel like I'm home and it's a place that I will always cherish. I'm glad that I was able to come now. My goal is to do it a lot more often, a lot less. <laughs> I don't want another 25 years to go by before I come back here again. That's Jamal Robertson, graduate of Alabama. And thanks so much for listening to Bam Means Business. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College of Business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.